0: Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us, and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to His instructions in humble obedience. Well, this is going to be a fun interview. Can you see the, the, the garb that I'm wearing here? Yes, this is a judicial robe, and I put it on because I am interviewing a, uh, a man who has been a judge. We still call him judge because once a judge, always a judge. Judge Vance Day, welcome to the podcast, Judge. Oh, it's Vance great, Day. great
1: to be with you, Randy. I, I would have worn my robe today, but it's packed away in some storage room about twenty miles away.
0: Oh, bummer! Yeah, it would have been fun to have. We could just, you know, we could put a white wig on too, and we could go back and forth. Awesome. Your Honor, yes, Your yeah, Honor. <laughs> it's close. It's real good. I like that. That's good. Let me tell you a little bit more about Judge Vance Day. He is a modern-day profile in courage, you're gonna hear more about that, who strongly believes in helping to raise a generation of leaders equipped to address an ever-changing world. Few have had their personal convictions more sorely tested or triumphed over politics of religious persecution and personal destruction, like our guest today, Judge Day. A little bit about his background. He has an undergraduate degree from Warner Pacific University. Did that in 1984. Law degree from Willamette University College of Law 1991. Hey, hey, Randy. Yes, it's Willamette. Damn it. Oh, it is. All right. Where is that located, by the way? Salem.
1: It's the oldest university west of the Missouri, I believe. Wow. 1841.
0: Well, okay. Well, thanks for correcting me. I wasn't me. there.
1: I wasn't there when
0: it. <laughs> oh, you're uh, sure? Huh? All right. I'm pretty sure about. He is a, an accomplished trial lawyer, a member of the Oregon State Bar, numerous other courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court. He has tried over 300 bench and jury trials. That is great. September 2011, you were appointed by your governor to serve as a circuit court judge in Oregon's third judicial district, and then subsequently elected to a full six-year term in November 2012. A little bit more about uh, some of the issues that, uh, uh, that he dealt with um, that are kind of a parallel to some of the things that, that yours truly dealt with. We'll be talking about that. I'll come, bring that up in a few minutes. But um, after serving some time as a judge, he served as a leader in Promise Keepers. That's actually where I ran into him. He reminded me of that just before we got on the air here. Uh, He currently serves as of counsel to the James Madison Center for Free Speech. He's head of the Oregon Free Speech Initiative, travels his home state of Oregon, educating communities on inalienable rights and how to productively engage in restoring our republic. Again, welcome, Judge Vance Day. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Oh, it's always a, a pleasure to talk with you, Randy. Always you know, help my brain to, to cycle through stuff on the legal end. I don't get a chance anymore to really sit down with colleagues and I get it. have those substantive discussions. So I'm looking forward to
0: it. Well, and, and and part of the reason I think why the Lord led me to to give you a, a call or uh, email you to see if it could work out to talk is this pending case. Of uh, Roe v. Wade. In fact, some have suggested it might be released today. Has it been released? I haven't seen the recent news. I don't believe it no, has. No,
1: they usually come out at at 10 a.m. Uh, you know, Eastern time. Okay. Well,
0: we're time. past that, and it hasn't come yeah. out. So, yeah. anyhow, it, it's appropriate that we talk about those sorts of things. But, but I think uh, just just to start on a more light note. Um, it, it's kind of a unique thing to be a judge. You know, you walk into a room, people stand up, you know, and they laugh at your jokes, even if they're not particularly funny and that sort of thing. It's just kind of a unique role. But one, one great advantage I have found that when you go to judges' conferences and you have you see these guys from other counties that you haven't seen in half a year or a year, and you think, what's their name again? What's their... You're always safe to say, well, hello, judge.
1: it It always
0: works it always works so you know that is there is an advantage to that so anyhow thank you again for being with us and let's just get into what happened to you uh 2014 you had an issue and then I'm going to share my story with with the folks here that may not be aware we had a similar thing where our Christian convictions began to impact our work so talk about that would you
1: well, I think most of your viewers understand that, that we have liberty in this nation, not because God gives it, I mean, excuse me, government gives it to right. us, but because God does. Yeah, Our inalienable rights are based upon the liberty that is given to us by a creator and, and right. cannot be removed unless we give it up. Mm. Um, and so part of that is liberty of conscience. And a person has to, if if their conscience has to be tethered to some Objective standard, and for a a believer, a Christian, Mm -hmm. that means that my standard is the Bible and God's Word. Amen. And and the the law of nature reflects that. Yeah. So back in 2014, when a federal judge, it was a year before Obergefell was decided in 2015, and this federal judge received a a challenge to the Oregon Constitution. The Oregon Constitution literally said marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge was, well, that violates the 13th and 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, so on and so forth. The judge who got it, I I know him. He was a former circuit court judge. And then Obama, uh, President Obama, put him on the federal bench here. And I knew that he wanted to marry his partner for years and years. And so I knew where he was going to go. And so he did what I expected. He said that violates the 13th and 14th. And now gay marriage is allowed in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And so I recused myself as a circuit court judge from any and all marriages. In Oregon, you don't have to marry anybody. It's not part of my job. Right. So it's it's a may, it's not a must. Sure. And um and I enjoyed doing wear, weddings. I really did.
0: I, 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 I enjoyed come, it when I was on the bench.
1: Well and 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 you know, Randy, if 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 people are coming to be married by a judge, they probably don't have a good deal of understanding about really what marriage is. I mean I
0: that's a good good point.
1: So um, but I quietly recused myself. I'm a a a a classical liberal or as mo- most people say a conservative I'm a person of faith I'm I was a chairman of the Oregon Republican Party in a deep blue state and I'm a older white guy who's yeah. pretty outspoken so I had a big target on my back politically anyway Sure so I just kept it quiet told two staff members but eventually when one of my pers- uh, colleagues a presiding judge found that out I was brought up on ethics charges um, for not marrying same-sex couples.
0: You're and on ethics charges, the, ethics, as if yeah. you're violated. And it, it's an optional thing. And you recused yourself. You said, I I, I don't really want to, to have this role. It's not that you said you can't get married. I mean, they could go to another judge or And I had arranged
1: I, the... the I had a colleague next door to yeah. my chambers who sure. was a lesbian, and, and I knew she would marry them. And and the an interesting thing, Randy, is the evidence when it came out in the three week ethics trial. I believe it was three, three weeks.
0: weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks.
1: Oh, they hit they hit me with everything they could possibly hit me with. Huh. I'm making my staff work too hard was an ethics violation. Uh, I I uh, some I called a veteran in my veterans court. Uh, by his nickname, Raggedy Ass, that was an ethics violation. I mean, oh. they they took every little thing they could because, you know, they 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 knew that if it was just gay marriage, they'd probably stir up a whirlwind. So they hit me. I mean, they even alleged that I put a picture of Hitler up in my you know courtroom, which it, that never happened. I mean, just stuff that 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 was so absurd. Wow. And um, it was a three and a half year legal battle. Uh, my legal bills were over a million dollars. Um, it, it, you know, eventually ended up in an indictment. If you can believe that, they tried. How to could, What, what, what would
0: be the crime? What What are we talking about?
1: What's the so charge? What they, what they did is is, and I know it seems to be inside baseball, but they they knew about my recusing myself from same sex marriage, and there was a separate incident that happened in my veterans court, and and, and people if they don't understand what a veterans court is, it's a, it's a community court where you bring in, you all work together for the benefit of those veterans. So the defense attorney, the prosecutor, you get the VA involved, psychologists. I started a highly successful veterans court.
0: Okay. Zero recidivism
1: rate in the four years that I ran it. It was okay. dynamic, it received leadership awards on and on. In the midst of that, uh, a Navy SEAL, 12 tours of duty, some brain damage, was literally in the depth of winter. I mean, imagine 10 degrees at night, sleeping with his dogs because his only source of heat in a hovel that he was camping in
0: Mm. failed. Okay. And I'm
1: a carpenter and a fix-it guy. I mean, I grew up in the trades. Sure. Long story short, I went out to help him because my team asked me to. And my son brought me out there because he was friends with this Navy SEAL.
0: Sure, okay.
1: And my son brought in an empty handgun, showed it to the Navy SEAL. He picked it up. He put it down. I was in the corner of the room working on the stove. Um, And later, you know, it it occurred to one of my staff members when I, when he, the Navy SEAL, said, I'm comfortable holding that gun in front of Judge Day. And she said, why? And he said, well, I'm a felon. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's right. So long story short when they couldn't force me off the bench and I only got, uh, and I fought back, nobody fights back the judicial ethics commission. They never do. Right. And I pushed back big time all the way to the United States Supreme court. Wow. It It was just, it made them look terrible. Mm -hmm. And so the attorney general, six days after Trump won in 2016 and one day before the statute of limitations ran
0: three yeah.
1: years uh-huh. on aiding and abetting a felon i got charged with the felony which we won i mean but it took two years to fight that battle in another of wow. dollars
0: oh man that's something else that's something else so well, here's you... the
1: point randy that yeah go ahead go ahead to understand yeah the the progressive left, the the secular humanists within our society that believe that they they have faith and that their faith is in themselves as really oligarchs, right? They are the governing elite. And if you cross them, they will destroy you. They will cancel you You will be voted off the island. They can do that to arguably a sitting circuit court judge who's well known (laughs) and reasonably powerful. Yeah, they will do that to anyone.
0: No, that's true. That's true. That is just something. Well, my story, again, took place, fortunately for me, earlier before we had this cancel culture that we have, but uh, it was still a challenge. I mean, I, it involved abortion, a 13-year-old pregnant girl, five months pregnant. Planned Parenthood had told her that she was pregnant, but if she gave birth, her heart would stop, and she said, well, I don't want that to happen. So uh, she, is, she, was, she was already had been made a temporary ward of our court because of issues between her and her mother. And uh, then we got this motion by her lawyer for me to approve the abortion, the intentional taking of the life of this little unborn boy, it turned out to be. And uh, I just I wrestled. It. And I considered you know disqualifying or recusing myself from that case. But as I prayed about it, I thought, wait a minute um i i if i give this case to another judge that can order the killing of this baby i'm still morally connected to it and i just felt that would not be appropriate and uh, again I, I looked at the law and so on we heard the testimony and frankly all the testimony was that it was not in the girl's best interest to have the abortion which was kind of interesting that was all the testimony I could have just rested on that, but I just felt that would be dishonest, and I had been to a, a right-to-life event that was publicly known like a month before, and again, it would, it would not be, I just came clean. I said, even if the evidence went the other way, that somehow it would be in her emotional best interest to have the abortion. Again, if it was going to physically kill her truly, uh, you know, that's, that's a whole different story. We got you know one life versus the other, and I think it's it's appropriate to have the to end the child's life instead of the mother's life. But it wasn't that case at all. Uh, but uh, anyhow, I made my decision, and uh, and then the uh, the media got involved in it. The National Organization for Women filed a complaint with the Judicial Tenure Commission, and uh, the Grand Rapids uh, press. Uh, Put out this editorial about yours truly. Uh, The headline was the nicest thing they said in the all full page editorial. Judge puts self above the law. And uh, I'm just thinking, are you? Well, it's kind of interesting that after uh, my decision, the girl was we had to put her in a foster home because things were not working out with her mom. And she said, what's the big deal about abortion? she ended up learning about that. There's a baby inside. She got an ultrasound and saw this little boy sucking his thumb. She said, why did somebody tell me there's a baby there? She changed her mind, wrote me a thank you letter for the decision. She said, me and my baby, thank you for your decision. Uh, you, you would have thought that that would put an end to it, but no. the Grand Rapids press still, they have this antiquated white judge, you know, making these sorts of decisions and, uh, And fortunately for me, back in 1982, the Judicial Tenure Commission, after investigating it all, kind of lightly slapped my hand and said, don't do it again, but uh, you're good to go. But I was willing, just like you, you got to be willing to put your job on the line. And that's what we got to encourage those that are watching. Things could get more tense in this culture for us who are followers of Christ. What if someone came to you and said, you cannot share the gospel anymore because that's, that's hate speech. You can't tell somebody else that, you're, that, that they're a sinner, that, oh, you're going to hurt their feelings. Well, the people in China and Iran and some of these other nations where it is it's challenging to, to, to proclaim the gospel are still doing it, and the church is growing in those countries, whereas in America where we've been comfortable, our churches have been in decline so it's about time that we're, we follow Judge Vance and you know, maybe the example of the, that hopefully I can produce and want to continue to produce in my life uh, to follow him at, at whatever cost it is. You agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and really, what we're talking about is scope of authority or jurisdiction yeah. of civil government. right? And people forget that there are really five forms biblically of government. There's self-government. Yep. Obviously, a constitutional republic is based on the ability for citizens to govern themselves. Without that, we cannot have a republic. That's right. There's family government. Mm -hmm. There's church government. There's business association government. And then there's civil government. And so Mm -hmm. in a republic, as we delegate certain elements of our governmental structures family government for example or church government we may delegate some of those things to civil government but really not many i mean you think about does does Mm -hmm. the civil government have authority over our children and to what extent
0: Mm -hmm. that's good today's
1: debate oh no there are says the civil government no they're not you don't you don't birth them you know, you have twelve children. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Amen. That's totally and, and,
1: true. And Scripture says it's it's the family's obligation yep. Yep. to educate their children. Now we may choose to delegate that yep. to a private school or even a government school, a public school. Yep. But we don't lose. I mean, God still holds us responsible. That's right. That's right. For their education.
0: That's right. That's and right. So
1: if 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 the school board's allowing pernicious activity as yep. far as, you know, sexual content to be, you know, pushed into our children's lives. Yep. We're responsible for that.
0: That's right. No, that's good. That's good. You know, I think of of uh, Daniel. He's one of my favorites in scripture. He had a couple of times in his life where government was saying things that went against his belief system. Again, early on, they said, y- you got to eat this food that as Jewish boys, they shouldn't eat. And they were able to come up with a creative alternative and, and say, would it be possible if, if we just had vegetables and water, and then you be the judge, whether we're getting healthy? Because really, you, you don't care what we eat as long as we're healthy. And the guy said, okay, and that worked. Later in his life, you know the story, Daniel and the lions did, and they said, okay, you got to bow down and worship this idol. And there was just, you can't pray to any God, but, but you know, the, the idol. And uh, he said, okay, throw me in the line. I mean, th- there was not a creative alternative. There are times uh-huh. where we come, to, I think of the apostles, you know, in the early church in Acts, they said, what do you think, guys? Do we obey you or do we obey God? We're going to preach. They say, don't you preach. We're going to preach. And whatever, you know, and we got to be willing, again, we, not that we're mean, not that we're, you know, flipping them off. We're just saying, look. We obey God. He owns us. He bought us. Mm-hmm. And we come to that. And you did that in your life. I did that in mine. And and we we may have more opportunity to do that in the coming days. So well
1: and I would I
0: would always
1: encourage you know your viewers and, and other believers throughout yeah. these United States to, yeah. to not self-deselect from a trial. Mm. You know, a trial, you know, when, when something comes at us as believers that yeah. passes through God's hands, which everything does. So we have to remember that principle that when he allows something yes. to come to us, that he's allowed in his wisdom, mm-hmm. he can easily stop it with his sovereign power. And when he chooses not to, he has a purpose in it.
0: Yes, that's and, good.
1: In James, James 1, you know, chapter, chapter 1, verse 2 says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials for the testing of your faith. That's Why? right. That's it. Be- because it makes us mature. And complete, that's right. Amen. Lacking nothing. Yep. And so I, I, you know, I have to tell you in the beginning of that four year trial, yeah. I was pretty cranky at the beginning. I'm a yeah, former I, newscaster. I've been a journalist. Wow. I, I've worked you know, overseas in, in yep. Asia and the Middle East. And, and and I know how to work the media. And it was like the Lord kept on impressing upon me. No, you just need to be quiet. <laughs> that's hard for me to do. (laughs) I get
0: it. I get it. Totally. But,
1: but I wouldn't, you know, we had to sell everything and I'm not, I'm not a victim. Remember. Yes. You know, I, I I just, it's so important. You know, believers do not need to ask the why question. Why is this happening? Because that's a victim oriented question. We're not victims. We're children of God almighty. I love it. And so we can ask the question of Acts chapter 2, verse 11, which says, you know, when the crowds there, day of Pentecost, the the wind, the tongues of fire, Mm. and the crowd says, you know, what is, what is this? What does this mean? And then later on, after Peter, you know, preaches about Jesus under the power of the Holy Spirit, they ask the second question, which I think is really important that we ask, and that is, what must we do? Mm. So. Those two questions, God always answers. That's what so does good. this mean, and what must I do, Father?
0: That's he may really not good.
1: answer those initially, but eventually he always does.
0: That's so good. I love it. So proud of you, brother. Well, let's let's transition real briefly here in the time we have left about Roe v. Wade. Uh, we're waiting for a decision to come down from the Supremes that we refer to them as. Um, and uh, there's some belief based on the, 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 the uh, opinion that was snuck out of the, the Supreme Court that uh, they're going to reverse Roe v. Wade, which legally, I think we'd be on the same page, should happen. Because most people don't understand that Roe v. Wade was decided on the due process clause of the 14th Amendment, right. which was ratified July 9, 1868. It had nothing to do with abortion. You know what the due process clause reads? It's funny when I speak on this issue, people just, their jaw drops. Uh-huh. Okay, this is the due process. This, this is where they got the right to abortion from. Here's the due process clause. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Now, isn't that so clear, ladies and gentlemen, that, that we have a right to abortion on demand? Crazy. <laughs> I mean it is it's crazy. It is it is absolutely nuts. Uh but that's well, what they then, did. tend to come up with this term that you know yeah. most people
1: when they hear the term, it's like, what? I mean, I know what it. is that even the know. penumbra? Yeah. Because we use that in everyday language, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: right, right, right. The penumbra of the, the giving the right to privacy and so on. I which, even
1: which for your viewers,
0: yeah, you know,
1: notification yeah. means the the ethos or the it's like the the yeah. around saturn that, that uh-huh. the, the ring around saturn the ring it's around, not yeah, the yeah. planet, but it's close enough to the planet that it's kind of affected and it's, it's yeah kind of yeah. And,
0: yeah it's crazy i i wrote this book uh, after my case you know justice for the unborn why we have quote legal abortion and how we can stop it and i talk of course about my case but also i, I was looking at it this one, i haven't looked at it for a long time uh, but uh I actually quote in here, pro-abortion legal scholars, okay? And here's one, Arthur Selwyn Miller. He's a, he, he's a professor emeritus from the law school I went to, George Washington University National Law Center in D.C. And obviously, he's pro-abortion.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And this is what he says. He says, uh, Justice Blackmun's lengthy opinion gives few clues as to the reasoning From facts to conclusion, I do find it of more than passing puzzlement to dredge up sound reasons for the conclusion. Abortion is an idea whose time has come. I mean, he's totally for abortion. But then he says, just how privacy became a part of liberty is really not explained, nor indeed are the criteria set forth by which the court finds new rights, hitherto undiscovered in the prose of the Constitution. I applaud the decision, I find difficulty with the, quote, reasoning. He concludes and says, the Supreme Court moves in mysterious ways its wonders to perform. Let me not carp at a long overdue decision, but do let me shake my head in bewilderment as to how one can make such a decision jibe with orthodox jurisprudence or judicial methodology. So, I mean, and 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 that's just one of, isn't that powerful? I mean, it's just nuts.
1: Well, and it's like somebody saying, hey, I really love that house you built, but man, the foundation's all crumbling. What the heck? You know, I'm glad you built the house, but he, he, like so many other legal it is.
0: It needs to be reversed. The courts are to decide things based on the law, not on what they feel. I don't know if you remember one Supreme Court justice. I don't remember the name of, he says, the the Constitution, he said very arrogantly, the Constitution is anything we say it is. Uh Uh So that's a nation of men, not a nation of laws. And and we've lost our liberty then. We have,
1: because, you know, the the rule of law, if it really is the rule of law, it applies to all people at all times, in all places, in the same manner. And so you can't find this right of privacy in the 14th Amendment due process clause. And, 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 and the only way to get there, as you yes. know, Randy, yes. and I haven't read your book, but I'm guessing it's going to say something similar, and that is you have to find that the unborn child is not a, quote, person.
0: Uh, well, that's what they did, and that's what they found, no. in, and they found that a, that, that a child that is not viable outside the womb is not a person. But the woman's a person because she was born, and you can't take away her liberty right. And liberty is broad enough to encompass the right to abortion. Mm -hmm. So when Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death, he was talking about abortion, obviously, right? And even the preamble to the Constitution talks about the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Oh, that's really cool. Our posterity gets this blessing of getting to be killed mm-hmm. because of liberty. I mean, it's so sad how the court just corrupted a, the plain meaning of words. And so it should be reversed.
1: Well, and 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 you look at, you know, the Dred Scott case. Yes. Or Plessy versus Ferguson. Right. Or uh, Karamatsu. And the other cases that clearly, clearly... Mm and violated the individual rights of, mm. of, again, the rule of law, that all right. people are, are treated equal
0: yeah. and
1: have these certain inalienable rights, not given from government, but given yes. from God. Yes. And and when we make mistakes like that, when when the judiciary
0: mm-hmm. takes
1: a public policy issue, pre-decides that, and then decides, okay, we know what our endpoint needs to be. Let's figure out how we can... Convince the public that we're pretty smart to get there. I mean, yeah,
0: exactly. The
1: ends justify the means. Yeah. Analysis. That's not according to the rule of law.
0: Not at all. Not and at all. So
1: that's why that's why Roe v. Wade, in my opinion, has to be overturned. And people, you know, they say, "Well, that'll make abortion, you know, legal." Well, no, no, it won't. What it does is it just sends it back to the states, and, yep. and the states will decide because they're yep. the they're really as and I don't like this term because we are a republic, but you're going to hear people say it, and that the states are the laboratory of democracy. Mm -hmm. And that's true to a certain extent, but Mm -hmm. we are a republic. Yes, A republic has to have an immutable standard by which our actions are judged against. Mm -hmm. So what standard is that going to be? Is it the rule of, you know, the law of nature and nature's God, as we have originated? Yes, Or is it going to be humanistic standards based upon mm-hmm. efficacy and utilitarian, you know, right. philosophy, right. If right if, if I can show utilitary, you know, the utilitary nature of something, then I, then I, I'll call that the law. So it's yeah. okay to kill these people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's really good. The, uh, you know, Ted Koppel used to run uh nightline mm-hmm. and he gave a, a, a graduation talk at Duke University many years ago, and he was talking about the Ten Commandments. He said what Moses brought down from Mount Sinai were not the Ten Suggestions, but the Ten Commandments. And those things are wired into our universe, mm-hmm. and just like the law of gravity, and we violate them to our peril. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is from Proverbs 14, verse 12. It's repeated word for word the same in Proverbs 16, 25. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And, and you know, truth sets us free, lies enslave us. And when we go on our own opinions and beliefs, and this is right and that's wrong, we're heading to disaster, we are so wise to to acknowledge God's principles of right and wrong that are immutable. They're wired into the universe and there are consequences when we violate them. And we would be so wise as as a culture to to go back to being one nation under God indivisible, but that's going to take revival. And that's for another time of discussion, but that's the ministry that of course, Marsha and I are involved in is praying for revival of the church leading to a spiritual awakening of our culture that ultimately will have an impact on our culture that then will have an impact on public policy, including our courts. Absolutely. But until then, I, I, we're in trouble. It's it's going to get worse if we don't have that revival and awakening.
1: Well, and that's, that was going to be my, you know, jumping point off what yeah. you just said. It is going to get worse. It it almost has to because we, we particularly as the church, yes. are so comfortable in... Yes where we're at in many ways. Mm. We've just gone through a two-year quote unquote pandemic. Uh, and I'm not don't don't, you know, your viewers should not think that I'm lessening the impacts of COVID. I had friends who died from COVID. Right. I had COVID twice. I it is a serious illness. But look at how the civil government stepped outside the fence boundaries of their own backyard mm-hmm. and crawled into our backyard and started to tell us and the church you can't do this. You must do this, and we yeah. have authority over you. And the answer to that is uh, actually you don't. You you don't have any authority to tell me what to believe, what to yep. think, what yep. to say, okay. what to put in my own body. You don't have that authority, right? And see, they they the 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 oligarchs within our government, those elites who know better than we do, yeah, really, they, they're 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 pushing their jurisdictional boundaries way outside what yeah. the constitution allows them to. That's right. And I think the church is going to either have to wake up and start to figure out, Oh, mm-hmm. we have these inalienable rights. One yeah. of them is to express ourselves and we can express ourselves through the vote. Amen. But the church doesn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And I just went through an election. I ran for the Oregon court of appeals here in Oregon, the second most powerful court. Mm-hmm. And I'll argue the most powerful court in Oregon. OK, all the appeals come there and only about 20 percent go to the Oregon Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And I ran a statewide race. I mean, we we ran that race hard mm-hmm. and I lost um, be, mainly because in Oregon you get this thing underneath your name called incumbent. So if you're if you're appointed or okay. you've been a judge mm-hmm. for a while you get that incumbent status okay. and we always mm-hmm. know it's worth, you know, 20 points or so. And then it turned out that that's about right. One, though, we had really low voter turnout. Only 36% of Oregonians voted. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of believers in Oregon, but it's like they get in their their, you know, foxholes and say, ah, I just don't want to, yeah. I don't want to poke my head out. I'm not going to fire my weapon. You mean you're not going to vote, but you'll complain about what the situation is? Yeah. Yeah. I get a little cranky with my fellow believers if, if they start to mouth off. One of my first comments is this, well, did you vote? Well, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think that helps. Yeah. Well then, then be quiet. Yeah. You don't have yeah. a right to talk about the results yep. if you didn't participate.
0: That's good. Amen. That's good, Vance. Well, I appreciate your spending time with me here, my friend. I wonder if you'd close us in prayer.
1: Absolutely. Father God,
0: you really,
1: really are the kindest person we've ever met. And Amen. we're so grateful for your relentlessness toward us. You relentlessly love us. You're relentlessly faithful. You're relentlessly guiding us when we look to you. But you don't violate our liberty. Thank you for the liberty that you've given us to say no to you. Mm. Father, we realize that if we can't say no to you, we cannot say yes to you. Mm. We say yes to you right now. Amen. We say yes to what the calling is you've placed upon our lives. We say yes to you, because you've given us a destiny and a meaning and a purpose. Mm. We're not here by accident. Mm. So, Father, continue to light our way, mm. and we will follow you. Mm. Thank you for the adventure you offer us. Mm. You miss relationship that just lasts through eternity. Thank you for these viewers. Thank you for my brother Randy. Lord, we are grateful that we have these liberties. So help us mm. to to steward these liberties according to your great grace.
0: Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, brother, and guide your steps in the days ahead. Thank you for your courage, your example to all of us. Love you, man. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.